So you're going somewhere on vacation and you want to fish. You know there's a great beach and there's all these fish that you keep seeing people post about. And you're like, man, I want to do that. But you don't know where to start. Well, have you ever thought about hiring a guide? Let's talk about that this week. This is Finding Demo Surf Fishing. A lot of people don't seem to think about a guide available to take you out fishing somewhere. So what we have this week is a guest to talk to you all about it. We got Mike Smith of Smitty's Surf Fishing. He is one of the local fishing guides in our area of Navarre. Uh, you should definitely take a look about uh, look him up. <laughs> He's got quite the story. He is a 28-year Air Force veteran. He's one of the very few Florida-friendly fishing guides uh, in the area, which is a huge, awesome qualification to get. Uh, you can find him on Facebook at Smitty Surf Fishing YouTube. He has an awesome channel that, after this episode, you're definitely going to want to go take a look at this because there's something we're going to talk about today that you really need to see to believe. So that's also Smitty Surf Fishing. You can find him on Instagram there as well. And we're going to have in the description his Zazzle shop. We'll explain about that one a little bit later. So, Mike, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And I was sitting here jamming out to your intro music. I was air guitaring <laughs> over here. And then all of a sudden it stopped and I was like, and I heard you talking. I was like, is he talking to me yet? Do I, do, do I start? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> we, we go off the cuff here, man. None of this yeah. like, structured stuff. That's that's like for the professional craziness over there. <laughs> so, Mike, you've been fishing a long time, like pretty much your whole life. After the Air Force, why why did you go into guiding? Because um, I like to fish, for one. Um, <laughs> when I retired, I... Uh, I went to work, got a job at Lowe's. I figured, you know, outdoor lawn and garden, this would be great. And uh, it's, it's just something about uh, being out there uh, and being outdoors. That didn't, uh, the Lowe's gig was okay, but uh, I wanted to do something more. And uh, guiding, teaching people to fish, taking people fishing is, is kind of really what I wanted to get into. I got some friends that do offshore stuff and uh, have, have been really successful at it and they said man what you really need to do is, is start doing doing some uh surf fishing stuff and at first i was a little skeptical i was like man there's no way because when you start doing some research there's not many surf fishing guides um around in the area right. that do it full time anyway and um so i was like okay let's give it a shot see what happens and it just kind of it kind of took off um been doing really good uh here lately um Beginning was kind of rough, you know, which I figured it, 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 it would be, but uh, I, I like getting out and I just like interacting with people. That's one thing after retiring that I, that I kind of missed. And that was the interaction with people, the teaching um, and just uh, showing folks really what the, what the Gulf coast has to offer. That's another benefit. You know, they, they come down here. A lot of folks are down here on vacation. You know, the, the, the Emerald coast is a great vacation spot and um, they come down here and a lot of people get frustrated too when they come down here um because they're expecting you like i think you mentioned it in your intro you see all these fish that are being posted online and stuff you're like man i want to go catch that and fishing's not that hard i can do it and they go out here and they try fishing in front of their condo or wherever they're they're set up at and they're just 
they get frustrated. Either they don't have the right bait, they have too big of uh, uh, equipment that they're using, or just not the right equipment. And I want to make sure people have fun when they come down here. Enjoy the beach, get on some fish, and just just enjoy themselves. Absolutely. And I've fished with you a few times, and you know we we've definitely mm-hmm. looked down the beach, and we've been able to see. Yep, they're not from here. And it's like, man, what? you got to get the right gear. Like, come here, come come under the umbrella here. Let let me show you how this works. It, it's definitely. I totally get that. Uh, so what is, so, I mean, you kind of hit this question already, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there anyway. What is your absolute favorite part about guiding? Putting people on fish. That's the most stressful and the most rewarding. Any of the guides around here will tell you when you have folks that are, that are coming down to have a good time, paying you their hard earned money to, to catch fish, the pressure's on. And, um, I've been really fortunate most of the clients I've taken out understand that some days it's just fishing. Um, and, and they may be there, they may not, but that's what you're paying a guide for. You're paying a guide to take you out where the fish are and to, and to put you on fish. And that's, that's stressful for the guide, but it's also so rewarding when you see folks bringing in fish. Um, especially, you know, when they, when they look at you and say, that's the biggest Spanish mackerel I ever caught. You know, that's my PB right there. And I got it from shore. This is crazy. We go boat fishing. <laughs> all the time and I'm catching it, you know, no more than 30, 40 yards right off the shore here. Um, and then, and then the, the teaching aspect, um, especially with kids, when, when you have families that come out and that's what makes being a surf fishing guide so great. And it's so much fun for families, uh, to get kids out there. And, you know, they, they, at first they look at the big rods cause we're using anywhere from a 10 to a 12 foot rod out there and it's a little intimidating for, for, for some kids. And then you start them out. I typically start them out on the 10 foot rod. I'm like, you want to learn to throw one of these things out there? And they just kind of look at you. And, and once you see them start slinging it and then they start moving up and up and then they get to that big 12 footer and then they sling that out, you know, even if it's only, you know, 50 yards or whatever that they get it out, if they can get it out there, that the, the light up on their face, that, that pretty much made their whole trip. And then if they catch a fish on the cast that they put out there, that's even better. You know, it, it just, it's memories they'll take back and, and just enjoy. Yeah, man. I mean, is there anything better than that? Like the kids aspect is always the fun one. It's like, all right, cool. You're good, man. And, or, you know, exactly. just crushing it all the time. It, it doesn't matter. They can bring in a catfish and they're like, this is a great day. Right. You, and you did good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, especially, and, and that's a lot of fun for kids is it's getting them in close, even if they're catching, you know, the small whiting um the blue runners and then we turn around and throw that blue runner back out there and catch a shark with it or we or we cut him up and you know catch a nice redfish with that and stuff like that and then they do all of a sudden they're just they're just ecstatic um and then you know you usually got to help them reel it in because that's a big fish (laughs) for for a little (laughs) for a little guy to bring in or, or gal to bring in but uh again it's the memories that they're making and it's memories that'll stick with them for for life yeah so you were talking about teaching. So besides guiding, mm-hmm. you also offer a teaching service for surf fishing. Is that correct? I do. Um, well, I, I'll put it this way. We started to. And uh, and a lot of the the trips and the charters that folks book with me, I go over a lot of that stuff anyway. So going into next year, we're probably going to take away the the teaching service or the instructional classes that we were doing it because um, – when we're out on the beach, it's not just sitting there staring at each other, you know? Right, um, right. If, if you come out, you're going to learn 
how to surf fish so that, you know, if you still got days on your vacation, you know, you can come out and, and, and apply what you've learned. You know, we go over things, you know, reading the beach. Why did I set up in this particular area? Why do I have my line staggered? You know, why am I using this bait as opposed to, um, and, and a good example, you know, in some things, it's like, why am I using fish bites over fish gum today? Or why am I using live bait over artificial today? Um, it's just, you, you have to know your area and you have to know where you're fishing and what the fish want. And fish are very finicky from day to day. <laughs> you know, you will go out there one day and be crushing it on, on cut up shrimp. And then you go out there the next day and they won't even touch it. Oh, I hate uh, those days. So, oh, no. <laughs> so it's, 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 you know, going out there with a diversity of baits, you know, teaching folks that that's important, you know, when they come out. Um, it's just all around. It's just uh, the instructional classes. Like I said, we're going to go away but next year. But this year, um, I, I go over all of that on a on a uh, charter anyway. And and when we're out there, you know, I'll teach you to cast the rods. I'll teach you why it is uh, we're using a certain bait, what to look for when you're out there. You know, this time of year, summertime uh, in particular, you get those pop-ups of uh, uh, schools of either Spanish or bluefish coming through, or you get the ladyfish popping oh, through and they're up yeah. and then they're gone really quick. Right. So, um, having rods ready to go, having always having a, a casting spoon or a, or a diamond jig or something like that. You can throw out there real fast, hit those schools. Cause as soon as they show up, sometimes they're gone just as quick. Um, and letting, you know, just showing folks how to do that is, is amazing. And we'll do all that on a charter. So why do an additional class for that? when you can just come out and then we'll get some fishing in at the same time. Yeah. It makes some total sense. Knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're... when I wrote that article not too long ago, I mean, I, I've mentioned you specifically in my article mm -hmm. about why it's so important to actually hire a guide. It's really not a bad thing. I mean, when I moved down here, I only knew what I knew from Bama and Tony from, you know, their fish, their fish gum from their channels on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, how do I apply this? You know, and it was like, well, if I hired a guide, I could learn how to cast or I could learn the zones. I could learn how to read it. And it, that is just huge information for people to get. I mean, because it, it's universal. It, it's it's not just a panhandle thing for, well, hey, where, where's the rip current or where's the trough or where's structure? You know, it, it's it's universal to our fishing styles. So exactly. I, and I, I and, and you know, reading the beach part is, is huge. Um knowing where to set up. Why, why would you, you know, I, I tell the clients when we go out here, setting up near rip currents is the best thing to do for fishing. And they're like, well, I thought rip currents were bad. Well, rip currents are bad for swimming, yeah. but they are excellent <laughs> for, for fishing. Yeah, uh, that's that's cool. where, you know, exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So let's turn a couple things and then we'll jump right into that one. So what area do you service right now? So right now, depending on, conditions we'll go we'll fish in it my main base of operations let's start that my main base of operation is navarre beach uh I, I would you know prefer to fish navarre every day if i could but depending on what the surf conditions are uh the grass conditions during the summertime we will fish anywhere from uh okaloosa island all the way down to fort pickens um in that area uh lucky enough to be one of the uh, some fishing guides that, that, that's able to go on the Gulf Island National Seashore uh, and take folks to use that shoreline as well. Um, and that's been, that's been huge, especially uh, when surf conditions aren't that great. You know, we can turn to the bay and we can still catch fish and have a good time. Um, oh. So that's huge. 
that's been huge for us. So main main base of operations, I'd say, would be Navarre. If I could fish Navarre every day, I would. We have such a great structure out here. And what makes it so great here in Navarre is we actually have the shelves and we have those drop-offs so quickly. Whereas if you fish, like, say, Destin um, and out in that area, you have to go out a ways before you actually get to a drop-off. Um, so you may you may go out you know, 50 yards or so, and you're still need a thigh deep out there where here in Navarre, you know, you can cast 50 yards out and you're already into that nine, 10 foot of water in some areas. Yeah. Those troughs are real here. <laughs> yeah. And, and then that brings in the fish, you know, they use that as highway. So the deeper areas they can come into, um, I think we have a lot more schooling out this way. Uh, although you're going to catch the same fish up and down the coast. I think we, here in Navarre have just a, a better fishery. Of course, I am a little biased since, you know, it is my base of operations. I mean, why would you? I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. <laughs> hey, uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike and I live probably within five miles of each other, and we fish yeah. these areas a lot. So it's easy for us to be partial to this, um, especially uh, when you start looking at the Facebook group, Panhandle Surf Fishing. Uh, we're in there. You, you start seeing the reports of our entire zone, and it's like, yeah, Navarre's the place to be this week. That's right. But it seems to be a lot mm-hmm. to that. But it's it's awesome. And you know, and the great thing for you is it becomes your home turf. So you already know, like, hey, look, I know the grass is bad here at Marine Park, but it's awesome down at Pickens. Let's go to Pickens and let's crush it. Exactly. So, um, um, and, and, and even as little as just a beach access or two over. Um, oh, yeah. That, that, you know, some beach accesses, hold fish and some beach accesses hold more fish <laughs> you know they, they all hold fish but but some are nice and then some are a lot better based on the features that are out there and those are kind of things that you know and again that's why you come to a guide or hire a guide uh to take you out there to know those things um fishing in front of the towers there by the by the uh pier it's not the best spot to go to right but if you're here on vacation that's the only spot you know that's where you're going to go hit. And then you're frustrated because you didn't catch fish. Right. I remember this, what, probably about six months ago, the hot place was like the brick house um, down mm-hmm. on our, right by the border of the national seashore. And then, you know, the weather changed and it's like, well, the brick house isn't the place to go anymore. Now you got to run down to Opal beach on the national seashore mm-hmm. or down to Portofino. It, it really changes it. And it's really nice. Well, I guess it's not nice. It's kind of a cool thing that with our area, our surf changes so dramatically, uh, so often too. Our, our structure is different. You know what it was last week is definitely going to be different after a hurricane or you know the recent one that came through. We know that the beach is going to be a completely different structure, so we have to re readjust our game for fishing. So it's exactly it's nice how that works. I mean, it's kind of a fun little like, all right, well, new challenge. Here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so you recently uh, posted a video to YouTube of. <laughs> fishing from mm-hmm. the shore like like we always do but you were able to capture not one not two but i believe three red snapper is that correct four four oh see <laughs> right there four 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 all over 24 inches <laughs> and uh safely released back to the bay uh yeah that was huge Tanks. um Plus a couple sharks uh, that yep. we were hitting up out there. It was, um, yeah, that was a good day. That's something, you know, I've been trying to do for a while. And uh, finally got the right tools to uh-huh. be able to do that from the beach. So the tool that Mike's talking about, and you need to take a look at this video. 
he got a remote control fishing boat from Joy's Way. Uh, there is, I'm sorry, Joy's Way is the maker of it, and you picked it up from what is the website again, Mike? Dragon, Dragon Sailing North America, or actually rcfishing.world. There you go. Uh, they yeah. are the only people that have it right now, too. So if you guys want it, which I promise you, you do, uh, especially if you want to get into what we're about to talk about, uh, that is the place to go. So this fishing boat, it hooks up your bait, and you can take it out three 300 meters 400 meters 500 meters uh 500 was the max if i'm not mistaken right i think it was 500 meters is the max on this particular right. unit yes. so imagine normally casting you cast what mike about 130 150 130 yeah, 160 but, but yeah yeah about in that range average right and that's with us using pompano rigs and but, like like small bait exactly that's using you know that your typical dropper rig with a four ounce sinker on it right you had to use for these other fish you have to use cut bait which means that your weight goes up significantly with cut bait um i think a lot of people are starting out don't really think like well how much weight is that well how big is that chunk of lead that you're slinging for your sinker but also how big is that piece of feet of uh, fish that you're sending out you know that that weight matters with the bait boat you can attach your sinker and the bait and rock it out to these areas so on the bait boat itself, it has a depth finder that is also a fish finder. So you can track these things as you go. So in the video, Crucial. oh, so cool. <laughs> in the video, you can see where the drop-off was. That is a monster indication right there of, hey, okay, we know there's structure change. This is going to be a good spot. So Mike, tell me about the bait boat. G- give, me, give me your particulars, and please, after that one, uh, tell us more about the, the red snapper. <laughs> yeah, so we... Uh... You know, I've been searching for a while to try to find a something that can get my bait out a little farther, offer something more unique for, for my clients. And uh, came across the RC Fishing Surfer is the name of the boat. Um, and it's uh, imported currently by Dragon Sailing. Uh, they're the only North America distributors right now of, of the RC Fishing uh, Surfer. And uh, it has two bait release, well, three kind of bait releases on it. Right. Um, there's a cavity, there's a cavity in the back that has a, a pop-up door that your bait could literally slide out of. So you could hook say a eight inch or so mullet uh, on about a seven knot circle hook and slide that in the back. And then when you got to your destination where you want it to release, you just pop the hatch open and, and that will just slide out the back. So that's one way to deliver a bait. The other way is you can actually rig it. It has release clips down there that are actuated by your controller that when you get to the spot, you just kind of turn the knob and it uh, releases. The actuator engages, releases your line, and it'll drop that way uh, as well. Um, and then, you know, the, the fishing surfer comes with or without a depth finder. At first, I thought a depth finder wouldn't be that crucial um especially on the surf because okay i can see the color change you know i need to be blue water out at 150 180 some yards out there drop my bait there and i should be able to 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 pick something up but man to to really know that i have a two or four two to three foot ledge or two to four foot drop off is is money from the shore um 
fish are going to be hiding out there in there and those drop offs they're waiting for you know most of them are ambush predators so they're waiting for something to just drop in on them if you talk about flounder you know flounder sit out there and just wait for the bait to come in um from my days growing up in virginia we did a lot of flounder fishing up there and you were looking for those drop offs those ledges those flounder would be stacked in there waiting for those bull minnows to come right across the top and then boom you're on so looking for those pockets out here is huge and that's kind of what we did um, when we went out there looking for for the snapper. We weren't specifically looking for snapper. We were looking for grouper, honestly, because uh, I, I think there's some grouper out there that we can get a hold of. And uh, we just happened to bring up the, the snapper and then repeat it and repeat it. And we were using, you know, uh, if you watch the videos, either my video or Brad's video, Bearded Brad or, or Fishgum's video, we're using half a mullet or half of a uh, whiting to send out and you're just not going to sling it that far. If you, if you, when you think about it, right. the leader that you need, um, the weight that combined with the weight of the bait, your average rod is only going to do up to about six ounces. You may have something that'll do eight ounces. Um, but you're not going to sling that 180 yards. You know, uh, you may be lucky if you get it 50 to 75. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having this capability is just, it's just huge being able to go out there and drop it. And like you brought up, being able to see that, that ledge and that drop off. And it's a standard depth finder, you know, just like you would have on a boat. It's just right. remote, you know, wirelessly uh, <laughs> transmit it back to your, to your handset. And you can sit there and watch it and go, okay, I'm in 16 foot of water, say, and then all of a sudden I'm dropping steeply down to 30 foot. I'm betting there's fish there. Then you start marking fish and you start marking bait fish and you're like, oh yeah, there's, there's definitely something there. <laughs> yeah. um, you give it a couple minutes and then bam, you're hooked up. I mean, that video was just amazing. And for, for every fish that we brought in, we probably lost just as many, um, which is going to be huge. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a huge granted. It, and that's just that one zone. And that wasn't even in the surf yet. That, that That's the cool part. That, that was just yeah. that one. So one of the other, I think, huge worries of people when it comes to this boat is that's a serious investment. Well, how, how, what if yeah. I lose it? And Joy's way did some really smart innovations with this, in my opinion, it, one it's self rights. So, I mean, if your boat flips, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's game over. Like, how are you going to get it back? You have to hope and pray not with this boat. It, it's self rights back to the propellers being back underwater and it can do its thing. And then I love that the GPS features that they installed on this with the chipset. Uh, especially for the fact, you know, if, if the remote loses con- contact, which hey, th- you never know when Mr. Murphy's just going to show up and be like, oh, you wanted to have fun today. No, I'm going to stop that fun. Exactly. Um, and the boat will come back. So as soon as you turn it on, you set the GPS waypoint. If you turn it off while it's out or if it loses calm, the boat's going to say, oh, hey, there's a problem. I'm coming home. That That's like a double safety for your investment. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. That was one of my biggest things. You know, you spend all this money for a... Uh... Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know we're awesome. <laughs> I know. I was like, what was that? I just, I'm aliens, man. <laughs> <laughs> aliens, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, you spend all this money in an investment like that, and then you start sending it out. Now, you know, the, the 500 meter range is perfect conditions, line of sight from transmitter to receiver. Um, but But you start sending it out there, and you can't see it on the horizon anymore. Oh, man, you know, you, you, you don't think of it that, that much, but that's, you know, you just think about a big bag of money dropping to the bottom and you're like, holy crap, I just lost this investment. But you're right. The, the coolest thing is, and we've tested it. Um, 
if, if for whatever reason you lose comms with the transmitter for more than 30 seconds, the boat automatically turns and comes right back to point of launch, which is, which is huge. I mean, that's a great safety uh, feature right there or investment feature, however you want to look at it, you know, uh, your, your boat's coming back to you uh, yeah. and you get it out there. Uh, it does have LED lights on it, which is great. It's, there's a blue in the bow and a red in the stern so that you have some sort of orientation from shore, uh, which way you're steering. And, and heading out. So uh, the GPS function is nice as well. Um, the one thing I wish I could do is pre-program a GPS coordinate to go out to it. Uh, that's a little bit different technology, but uh, when you get it out there, you can hit your GPS lock for, you can do four different uh, positions. So if you send a bait out and you're getting bit at that bait, you hook up, when you send the boat back out, you can send it back to that exact same location and drop your bait. Um, accuracy, then, accuracy is key, man. But a lot of people forget yeah, how is. important that is. Exactly. Um, especially if you're over, if you're fishing structure, right? You want to get back to that structure close and eh, may not get you a fish, you know, you want to be right on it. So, uh, having that feature is great. It's, uh, and you can store, like I said, you can do four different, uh, locations, which is great. You just stick it in the water, hit, put a GPS or go to coordinate and it just, the boat just takes off and starts dragging your bait out. It's, it's great. Yeah, man. And I love the LEDs so that, uh, uh, you know, an errant boat captain mm -hmm. doesn't run your boat over, kind of like something that happened to you and me in the past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, lucky floater, right? Yeah, the lucky floater. Uh, Mike and I actually were playing with an RC boat uh, a while ago, and uh, we were taking the bait out, and I was like, oh, this is a great day. And then we look over, and this boat captain's just starting to come at us like, maybe it's not going to run over my boat. Oh, my God. And there it was. The, <laughs> the boat flipped, and thankfully... Uh, uh, we got it back with the current, but it was definitely the, all right, that sucks. We can't let that happen again. So with this boat, it's bright red up on the top. Uh, so it's going to be really hard to miss. And with the LEDs, it's definitely going to be another visible indicator of, hey, stay away from me. Don't hit me. Uh, leave me alone, which is awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. One of the things I do love about the, the capability of this boat, and I think it's... Um, We've seen it with another bait boat um, on Lawless's fishing uh, mm -hmm. is for shark fishermen. Uh, mm -hmm. Your average shark fisherman gets in a, I'm sorry, shark angler, fisherman, fisherwoman, I apologize. Mm -hmm. uh, they take their bait and they kayak it out. And I mean, they could go out. I mean, well, good. we've seen them go out stupid far before. I mean, well, I, I think I've heard close to a mile a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um that that's real water when you're out in a kayak. Uh, and the stories also are, you know, while they're rigging out that bait, uh, they're getting bumped by sharks and other creatures like, hey, what you got there? I, I want a piece of that. So right. this bait boat takes a huge liability and risk and danger out of that one function, but also a time advantage because you're kayaking it out. It takes 30, 40 minutes you know, for the run back and forth. And then the... The... Safety features, I'm going to have to edit that, damn it. Um, <laughs> the protection piece there for that person kayaking it out makes a huge safety. Like, hey, cool, we're good there. And you can continue to roll it. So if you had one, two, three boats or anything like that, you could have bait in the water within, I don't know, what, 30 minutes at max? I mean. Oh, yeah, we can, you know, and we did that the other day. We ran two baits out. And we were done in like 15 minutes. Right. Uh, and, and running them out. And we did, you know, Smitty Surfish and did pick up a second boat. Uh, uh, congratulations now, we are thanks we uh 
you know, we like it so much. It, it did so well. And I was like, man, this is going to be huge. I need to get another one. And we'll probably get another one after the first of the year. So I, I think three would be my ideal. Not that I would use them all at one time, but you got to have backups. Yeah. You know, it's all electrons. And if something goes wrong, uh, especially when you've, you've booked a, a snapper trip, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you got to make sure all your equipment and gear is ready to go. Right. And then one of the ones I think that uh, a definitely important piece to add to this is the uh, battery life. Uh, mm-hmm. the boat, boats like this, I mean, they drink batteries. But your, uh, when we were talking about it before, you were saying that the battery life is actually not horrible, uh, but you also have a couple spares. What was the last set of runs that you had? So when we, so you're, you're on a, on a, and I don't know, uh, getting all tongue-tied here. Um, I know nothing about the RC world when it comes to this. Uh, I've relied a lot on uh, uh, the owner of Dragon Sail, Chuck uh, LeMayu, uh, out there in, in Texas, who's kind of walked me through a lot of this and 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 gone over some stuff. But battery life is is huge in in the RC community. Yeah. And uh, these, as long as you're taking care of them, like your average run out, and I'm talking, you know, say we do. 220 225 yards out um and for reference that's probably just on the edge of the second bar for those that are in the the local area of the second bar out there uh run your bait out there about 10 minutes there and back uh you come back to shore disconnect your battery i can probably get about six runs out of that before i need to swap out batteries so for each boat i ordered an extra battery uh i think i actually have five batteries now um between the two boats which would be which is going to be huge. But with yeah. every boat, I always get an extra battery. Now, the average surf fisherman, you may not need that because you're not running as many baits out. You know, you're only going to run one or two for the day or you're only out for that amount of time. So one battery may be sufficient for you. But the average runs are going to be, you know, if you're averaging about 10 minutes, you can expect to get five to six runs out of a battery. Because uh, along with getting out there and losing connection, right, uh, the other bad thing you don't want to hear when you're running your RC boat out is your transmitter just starts making all these beeps and all the lights start going off meaning you're losing your battery um when that does happen it does have a reserve to come back to point of launch as well so you're not going to get out there and lose your lose your boat based on because you lost battery power it will it will try once it starts running low to come back now if you override that eh, that's on that's on you at that point you uh, you own that one (laughs) but it right exactly but the boat does try to to come back when it starts losing battery power oh man i'd be working on my iron man swimming right there like nope uh -uh, i'm getting that back (laughs) exactly i don't care what it's that's another reason i got the boat i don't i know what's out there i don't want to go swimming out in that deep water (laughs) i just let the boat do it drop my bait and come back to me you know it's funny how people kind of make a joke about it i'm like no 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 on the land i'm the apex predator in the water uh uh uh-huh i'm somebody's food no nope exactly (laughs) exactly well mike Thanks so much uh, for coming on with me today. I, you've got some great knowledge. You're definitely going to be a lot of fun to go out with for people that need to come down and for a guide. I mean, you I've seen it. I've seen you do a guiding service. Um, we went fishing once, and Mike had a charter next to him. I stayed away from him because it was just like, all right, yeah, he's working. Um, but that whole family was just, they were ecstatic. They were catching fish. They were having fun. Uh, and you were just really energized, and it was really cool to see it and really refreshing. So I think it's yeah, really important that. for uh, I think I know you're welcome, man. It's it's good stuff right there. So one of the things I like to close with for the guides, um, particularly, is if you could offer a piece of information to someone for teaching wise, uh, basically, hey, go look at this, and this might help you become a better angler. What is something you recommend for our area 
if someone wanted to come down and fish, um, what kind of knowledge would you offer for them just to like, hey, go look into this? Mm, wow, that's a pretty good question. Um, I, I would so one thing I would do is so prior maybe prior to or maybe once you get down here is go talk to your local tackle stores. Uh, especially in this area, we have several between half hitch and golf breeze bait and tackle um, down there. Um, several resources. The folks in there are there to help. They're not going to steer you wrong. They're, they they want to see you catch fish. Um, next thing I would do, jump on Facebook and start looking for local groups. Um, uh, you know, the Panhandle Surf Fishing Group is a wealth of information and knowledge, and everyone's eager to to throw it out and help you. Um, a, a lot of groups that you'll get into, there's a lot of smart asses, if you will, um, out there, and, 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 and they won't shoot straight with you. You know, you want to know what we're catching them on, where we're catching. Nine times out of ten, the individual on there is going to tell you. Uh, you see a picture, and it's, and, you know, the guy's got a lot of fish that he's going to let you know, yeah, caught them at this spot, and this is what they were biting on. Now, go back to my previous comment, you got to make sure you have a diversity of baits when you go out there, because even though he caught them on bait X, may not necessarily mean they're biting on bait X when you go out there. Um, and then do some research. Look for local guides. Uh, I did the same thing when I went to Tennessee. We went to Tennessee on vacation. I wanted to do some striper fishing up there. Um, first thing I did was jump online and saw who who was guiding and uh, started looking around, looked at the reviews, booked a trip, and we had a blast. My son and I went out there. We caught some nice striped bass and uh, had a good time. So, you know, definitely don't overlook the, the fishing guys, even for something which folks seem as simple as surf fishing. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and we want to make sure you have a good time when you come down here and visit. Hell yeah, man. Awesome stuff right there. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking around with us today. Thanks for coming and checking out Smitty and listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. Stay tuned for next week. We've got more good stuff coming. Take a look in the description. We're going to have all the links to Mike's information and including with the boat. And uh, I was talking earlier about this uh, other shopping thing. Mike has a Zazzle shop. Uh, one of my favorite things that I didn't mention about Mike's services, after you catch a fish, Mike will hoist the colors on what fish you've caught. So he's got pompano flags, bluefish flags. I mean, the only thing we haven't got is the skunk flag yet. Is that correct? No, I haven't made one of those yet. Or a catfish, but I'm, st I'm thinking about making one just for fun. That's <laughs> <Yes>, catfish, <laughs> man. They find us every time. No, man. All right, Mike. Thanks so much, buddy. I appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we're going to definitely have some more good stuff. So stick around. Appreciate you all. We'll see you next week. And stay for the next episode. Take care.